Good afternoon, Patriots. And today is Monday, January 9th in the year 2023. And if you were wondering if things got more sane over the weekend, the answer is no. In fact, they're right on schedule as we enter into a new week in a new year at a rapid pace of greater insanity than the week before. So it's another wonderful day in America with a K. Before we begin, make sure that you're taking good care of your home and protections that are needed. That's why we have iTarget Pro. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. And here we go. Right off the top, I think this would be the best way to start a Monday, is this headline. The, federal, the feds are considering banning gas-powered stoves to address pollution problem. I didn't know gas had a pollution problem, but apparently it does. Because, see, if you remember a few years ago, gas was promoted because it was clean and it was efficient, but not today. Federal safety agency is considering a ban on gas-powered stoves amid fears of harmful pollutants. I guess chemtrails weren't enough. They had to find something else. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission said gas-powered stoves are a hidden a hidden health hazard. Natural gas stoves, which are used in about 40% of U.S. homes, emit air pollutants such as nitri- nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, and fine particular matter that levels the EPA and World Health Organizations have said are unsafe. So be prepared. They're going to make your gas stove and your ability to cook illegal. Is there any surprise? This is literally the world we live in. And if you're wondering how things are going down in Brazil, well, Bolsonaro condemns the vandalism naturally at the at the rally that looks a whole much like, like a J6 setup. I don't know if you saw that the Brazilians also had their same shaman man show up, only he was in green and yellow instead of red, white, and blue. Same script, same place. And they have... They, they have shot five and 1,200 arrested as protesters disarm provocateurs and hand them over to police. But there's no good here. The police and the military are at odds with each other. But here's I'm sure there's nothing dirtbaggery about this. Bolsonaro has been rushed to the Florida hospital with severe abdominal pains. <laughs> yeah, no, no poisons in this situation whatsoever. Just be ready for that. But in one cringe moment for the day, you have to hear this to believe it. I just wanted you to remember that Marjorie Taylor Greene was used to wear a hat saying, not my president, and um, that Trump won. But apparently, the weekend has reformed her. So proud. The people who were backing Kevin McCarthy uh, also didn't vote to certify the Electoral College results for Joe Biden. Um, do you think that's an important thing to the base even today? 
Oh, it's very important. Well, what I was pointing out is the same people that conservatives were holding up in high esteem don't necessarily have those voting records while they're at the same time criticizing Kevin McCarthy, who does. Right. Kevin McCarthy did object on January 6th, and he's been a top target of the Democrats and the January 6th so committee. So do you believe that Joe Biden is a legitimately elected president? Of course Joe Biden's the president. That's always a silly question. Okay, I wasn't trying to be silly. I was trying to just clarify. Uh, we have about half a minute left. Um, as you know, what a lot of media are saying now is, oh, you know, McCarthy gave away too much. He's weakened his speakership, especially when the number of members required to do a snap vote of whether he should stay in that chair went down from five to one. Is, was that a big deal in the machinations here? Well, no, I'll go with this. And this is what I've said from the beginning before we ever got into this week. The most important thing that every single member has is their voting card. There's only 222 Republicans and we need 218 to pass anything. That's where the magic happens. And so the big fight that happened this week, I think that a lot of it was really unnecessary and, and just a bunch of fanfare that helps popularity on the internet, but doesn't produce results. Now we have a speaker that we can produce results with, and we have to do that by coming together to get 218. Yeah. That's where our power lies. And so with this rules package, let's be very real. We've got a Biden White House, we have a Democrat-controlled Senate, mm -hmm. and we got to get to 218 to accomplish anything. Right. Ultimately, Washington, it's about the math. That's Mar right. Mar so just so we're clear, you are being programmed. Because now you're being told that, of course, Biden is the president by the lead person who was saying he wasn't. I wonder, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm pretty surprised at the thickness of Marjorie's neck. She kind of has linebacker shoulders. Always that's been a curious thing to me. But besides that point, it's often also curious that rumor has it that she's been sleeping with McCarthy and is now divorcing her husband. I'm sure that has nothing to do with anything. Just saying. So, you know, what can we say? Everything's going to be good on Capitol Hill now that the uh, new coronies have taken charge. Gosh dang, I'll tell you, this just never ends, ever ends. There is a strange narrative that is emerging, which will is the Diana is not dead narrative. I don't know if you've heard this. We're going to talk about this after the prayer with a piece that's come out now with Anderson Cooper actually asking um, King Henry or Harry or whatever his name is, um, or Prince Harry, if his if he thought his mother was dead, this has come up a bunch all of a sudden. So this is something to watch, probably another distraction, but who knows? We have so many crazy things going on in the news and so many moving pieces. There's a lot of deception and a lot of what you're witnessing right now is this old guard losing control. But it's not just the people like the old guard includes pretty much everybody in Congress. They're losing control of the narrative. People are waking up in the way they didn't want them to. They're going to be telling you many things like trust us, as we know how that always works. Trust the government. Yeah, we'll see. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we are come here today humbled and honored to be here today in an assembly of fellowship which you've engineered to come together in such a miraculous way, and we're deeply humbled and graced by what you've given us here. We're in a time, Father, it's our nation is under a great deal of upheaval and also a great deal of revealing of truth. So we're just going to begin our prayer today just with the prayers for truth to continue to rise, to crack the hardened hearts, and for people to seek that one path that guarantees truth, which is that relationship through Jesus to you, Father. 
This is a time of great turbulence, of chaos, confusion in so many ways. We've seen many, many things happen over this last week that suggest that there is hope, but at the same time we have to take hope with caution because these people are deceitful. They continue to shake and maneuver and and try to outmaneuver us in our awakening to provide us with false narratives, false hope, and ultimately the the directions that lead us to the worship of the wrong things. So we begin, Father, as well, with just the praying for discernment, clear eyes to see, for people to witness what's before them with true eyes of you, Father, not to be deceived by these promises or these games or these antics, to appreciate your hand in things and also to understand that we have to have a high measure of patience as we continue to march forward in this pursuit of love and resetting of this world in terms of a kingdom framework. We continue to pray for you on the throne, um, Father, and it's something we've given our lives and hearts to, to see that power, that reliance, that homage given, that humbleness given by a nation to humble themselves before you, to understand that you are the true power of this world, the true power of this nation, the true power of the countries across this world. These are people that fear you, the leadership that fears you and fears the accountability before you. So, Father, we pray that this continued strength in the hearts of the people will only grow. The bright spot of this last week was to see that the number of people taking to prayer following the incident with the NFL and the increasing awareness that something very dark and dastardly is at play with this injection, which we've understood very well through a constant pursuit of truth, and yet so many are still compliant and obedient to a narrative that is literally killing them and bringing them to a point of self-administered suicide. So, Father, we pray for the continued awakening of so many, the continued awakening that they will begin to see that the true hand of trust that they've given, which is to the government, to the men, the institutions of men, it itself has been has deceived them and misled them. And to be clear, that's not just men involved in these institutions. It's men and women of dece- deceitful hearts that have done this continuing to persuade people to do things that will ultimately cause their own destruction. Satan's hand is at play here in a mighty way. And so we continue to pray against that and rebuke that, to crush it, to stand mightily within the power of kingdom and to say that there is no way that you shall pass anymore, that this power that has been, this spell that's been put upon people will continue to be broken, that eyes will be opened, that hearts will be opened and that we will begin to feel more and more as a collective whole, as a nation, and as a world, as a people, that we have the the true power of all things is centered in our relationship with Christ. This is a sad day, Father, as we've seen as well with so many youth that have been dying from this vax, dropping dead randomly in their sports, and so much is falling on deaf ears and compliant parents that are saying little. Medical institutions that continue to say nothing and the attempt to normalize the idea of sudden death syndromes, which is nothing more than just a covering of the lie of what the vax was actually doing. We pray for the continued reveals of the truth around this injection, to discover who is at the, at the center of all of this destruction. As we're learning more and more, these, this is a very, very engineered system that was done with the greatest levels of deceit that goes back even to 2013 that these plans to kill off Americans were engineered and were in place. The idea to destroy America from within using their trust against them. 
These are the darkest of dark spells that have been cast upon this nation. So we pray for the total rebuking and dismantling of all that power and control. That we literally, as a people, we stand here in one with our heart, with our prayers towards you, to say that this cannot happen anymore. That we put up that wall and that hedge of protection around each and every child, around each and every person that's being lured or tempted to take the injection, to wake them up, to have them realize what they're doing, to protect the new that are coming, being exposed to this, to protect the newborn, to protect the parents that are being pressured by the doctors that are saying, take this, to silence the tongue, to bind the tongues of those that want to speak lies about this injection. We pray for all of this, Father. This is a time when we truly pray for the mightiness of the hand of kingdom to sweep down and to literally rebuke the ability for these evil people to continue their ability to pursue the lie and push the lie into people's minds. We pray for the dismantling of media that continues to spew lies and the the continuing rise and strengthening of this alternate voice, the truth that we seek each and every day. And though we are not perfect, it's what's in our heart to pursue truth and to share truth. We pray for the congressmen and the, and the congresswomen that are now trying to play games of power and to, to try to manipulate their positions, to try to convince people that one thing or another for their own benefit, to, be, to strip away from them this deceitful heart, to bind their tongues in such a way that they can only speak truth and nothing more. And that these truths that they speak, no matter how uncomfortable, will reveal to the world the true heart and nature of who they are and who's in these leadership positions. And we do pray for this new Congress, that it will have the heart and the resolve to do things for the benefit of America, for the people, not for themselves, not for the lobbyists, not for the the pressures to be that come from the military industrial complex or the, the big pharma or Wall Street but to literally have a heart of you, Father. And whatever that is, whether that is three or 300, let them feel that strength of your, your will within them to hold and stand and hold that line boldly in front of evil to literally try and to begin the steering of this nation back to a nation that humbles itself before you. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, this is... It is kind of a crazy thing. I wanted you to hear this um, bit on the Diana narrative. Really odd coming out of this, and it's being carried by 60 Minutes, which is even more strange. You, you didn't believe she was dead? For a, long, for a long time. I just refused to accept that she was, she was gone. Um, part of, you know, she would never do this to us, but also part of maybe this is all part of a plan. I mean, you, you really believe that maybe she had just decided to disappear for a time? for a time and then that she would call us and we would go and join her. Yeah. How long did you believe that? Years, many, many years. And William and I talked about it as well. He had, um, he had similar thoughts. You write in the book, you say, I'd often say it to myself first thing in the morning, maybe this is the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the day that she's gonna mm-hmm. reappear. Yeah, hope. I had huge amounts of hope. He held on to that hope into adulthood. When Harry was 20, he asked to see the police report about the crash that killed his mother, her boyfriend Dodi Al-Fayed, and their driver Henri Paul, while they were being pursued by paparazzi in a Paris tunnel. The files contained photographs of the crash scene. Why did you want to see it? Mainly proof. Proof that she was in the car. Proof that she was injured. 
and proof that the very paparazzi that chased her into the tunnel were the ones that were taking photographs, photographs of her lying half dead on the back seat of the car. You write, I hadn't been aware before this moment, talking about looking at the pictures of the crash scene, yeah. that the last thing mummy saw on this earth was a flashbulb. Yeah. That's what you saw in the pictures. Mm -hmm. Well, they were, the pictures showed the reflection of a group of photographers taking photographs through the window and the reflection of the window was was them so this is an interesting arising of narrative which is very much on par with the jfk jr narrative that jfk is still alive jfk jr is still alive as in as there's a narrative that diana is still alive i don't know the mechanisms of this i'm bringing it up here because it is odd out of nowhere that mainstream media would suddenly even embrace the idea that Diana is alive or was considered to be alive by her son after the wreck. So I don't know what that's about. Keep your eyes on it. It's something to be as noteworthy because it's out of context and it could be a complete distraction. It could also be a, an attempt to dispel yet another uh, conspiracy theory. And unfortunately, anymore, when we say conspiracy theory, not unfortunately, but the reality is when we say conspiracy theory anymore, it's usually conspiracy fact. So it's just a matter of time before it's proven. So this may be something they're trying to get ahead of, maybe more to this story, and it may be nothing more than distraction, but just keep your eyes on it. So uh, the other, you probably have heard that the Brunson case was denied. That was the one that was supposed to remove Congress. Not surprised. I told you it probably wouldn't get passed. I, even, I have hardly even covered it for good reason, because it was a statute of liberty play to begin with. If your hopes were up on it, I really have to caution you, patriots, and understand that the Constitution right now is suspended. I don't care what you're told. You're seeing Kabuki theater, trying to make it look like it's not. But at the very, at one side, we're either in a corporatocracy law at will, which is a two-tiered legal system, or we're under law of war. But our Constitution hasn't been properly functioning since the Patriot Act, and it is no question right now it's not working at all. Take a listen to this short piece. Imagine that. Kramer was right again. Brunson is not the solution. I told you they wouldn't do it. I told you they would not allow that case to go forward. I know I'm crazy, but how did I know? Well, simple. The J6 detainees are still in jail without bail. And Hunter Biden walks the streets a free man. The Constitution has been suspended, folks. They're not going to abide by the law. And they don't care that we know anymore. They don't give two shits. Like I said, we no longer have a political solution to our problems. And there's a lot of truth to that. It's going to take a lot of ground action and a lot of activism in our local communities to really be aware. And just to highlight this really interesting development in my local county, this is a county where the Republican Party has been split here between those that are loyalists to the traditional of the party and those that are talking more America first and separating themselves from Trump, but more focused on the actions locally on independence and sovereignty. Over the weekend, they released a newsletter, which was actually quite stunning. It was from the main body party that has now outlined all of the corruption within the party to include, which I knew, but they were not willing to accept our local election official. And they've identified him as part of a system to prevent people from getting proper election results and getting to the voter, the ballots, the voter uh, registration ballots. 
So this is a these sorts of things are big developments. They're small things, but they're big developments because we're seeing an older generation and a more and a upcoming younger generation starting to come together to the common understanding that this system is massively rigged and the problem is always going to start and be local. So keep that in mind. That's that's a, a big deal. Always, always where we're, where we're having to fight. So here's a quick piece. Uh, this is actually, I believe this was a setup piece, um, not actually a true discussion. It's hard to tell. It sounds like this was an educational piece that was set up, but it's really a good narrative and perspective on some of the arguments we deal with. And so this is a framing on Jesus and historical knowledge. Why should I believe that Jesus... Jesus was resurrected. Because the historical evidence is that okay, he really died medical, and he you really give rose me some from medical the dead. records and I'll believe it, okay? You show me Jesus Christ's medical chart, I'll be I'll buy into it. I'll be a Christian today. Man, they didn't keep medical records in the first century. Oh, that's so convenient. Isn't that? That's wonderful. No, rather it's real convenient for you to say, knowing full well they didn't keep medical records in the first century, it's so convenient for you to say, "All right, if if you give me the medical records, then I'll believe." Talk about convenient. Give me a break. Come on, man. Let's be honest. How convenient of you to say, unless we have it on Polaroid film, I can't believe it, knowing full well they didn't have Polaroid film in the first century. How convenient of you to say, well, show me the medical records from NYU Hospital, and then I'll believe Jesus rose from the dead, knowing full well NYU Hospital did not exist in the first century. Come on, man. Homer, Herodotus, Sophocles, Plato, Aristotle, show me the medical records for them, will you? Historical knowledge is not based on medical records, ma'am. It's based on the trustworthiness of eyewitness testimony. And the eyewitnesses is that Herodotus and Aristotle and Cicero and Virgil really lived. They're not just figments of people's fertile imagination. And the historical evidence is that Jesus really lived, really died, and really rose from the dead. And eyewitnesses saw him risen from the dead. And they wrote what they saw. That's historical knowledge. Academics have for a long time emphasized the idea of the written record as the only valuable place for historical record. In older cultures, the eyewitness testimony and the oral history story were considered of significance because they were the stories that were passed down from generation to generation to ensure the preservation of that knowledge. One of the things that's interesting when you get into old or in ancient cultures, like Afghanistan as an example, is that that oral history to tradition is fundamental towards the sustainment and continuation within their culture. And so I highlight this for a couple of reasons. We have worked in a place right now where they have degraded the idea of anything being eyewitness account being valid, Somehow we have to have a written record, which drives us then to the Internet, typically, because everything is digital, where they can manipulate the written record and literally change history before your very eyes. Eyewitness accounts remain the number one a source of solid information, but they don't want you to believe that. That's an easy way for them to discredit the scriptures. As a final piece on that, if they were not important, if oral histories and eyewitness accounts were not important, then under the Soviet leadership, when they were in Afghanistan, Spetnaz would not have been given, which is a special operations group in Afghan in Russia. Are, one of their primary taskings would not have been to assassinate all of the elders. They were told and were instrumented in assassinating the elders of the villages because in doing so, they were able to destroy the legacy and knowledge 
of the wisdom class. And since there was no written record, it was all oral histories. Whole histories in Afghanistan were erased by simply killing people, leaving villages, and then wandering and afloat without a direction of their historical anchor, therefore being replaced by what? The communist school system. Same thing they're doing now with against our children. They're just doing it in different ways, destroying history, constantly rewriting history, tearing down statues, and programming our kids that are in school to believe things that are absolutely untrue. The system is the same. It's a tyranny, global, and it's being launched against the people. And it's up to us to make the stand every single day. The fight never stops to protect the children and to defy this tyranny. If we don't, we're all going to find a comfortable bed, maybe not comfortable, but a bed in FEMA, in their one of their FEMA camps. This fight's very real, folks, very real. More on that tonight as we look at knowing your, understanding your rights and understanding as well some of the new research is coming out of where this vax actually came from and who had their hands in that pot to make it happen. This is ugly business, and it's going to get worse as we get down this, these lanes of truth. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us, and God always wins. But we're here in this time and in this place for just such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. 
the energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 